my, my main advice is just try, Hmm. just try. You never know how it's going to land, you know, but for sure, if you don't try, no one's ever going to hear your message. My name is John Vanderpool. I've made it my life's goal to learn and grow and improve myself every single day. And I've wanted to document that process through this podcast. In today's episode of the Mentorship Project, I'm meeting with Bonner Wolf. And Bonner is the creator and the host of the Rhythms of Home podcast. In this episode, we discuss how to create and share content and what that looks like. uh, My name is Bonner Wolf. I I grew up in the States. I married a a girl from here, and she's born and raised in Abbotsford. We got three kids, so okay. so they keep us pretty busy. It's right. pretty fun. We're we got our, our oldest is in grade one right now, and then uh, my son Anderson, he's he's four, will be in kindergarten. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's fun, man. They're it's, yeah. they're fun ages, and it's really cool. So I uh, I work at a church full time, and on the side, I'm doing podcasting and life coaching right now cool. too, which is really fun. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, how long have you been involved with the like? It's the podcasting specifically. Yeah, so podcasting. I launched my podcast called Rhythms of Home um, last year, last February. Okay. Well, no, I guess it was this year. So yeah, February. Okay. So I've done one season of that. Um, so I did twenty three episodes. It was really fun. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, it was a good time. Cool. Yeah. And so, did you know a lot about it, like going into it, or you just kind of like? No, I didn't. Know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a musician, so I knew a bit about like audio microphones, right? recording that kind of thing but i had no idea about podcasting how to do it right how to upload it all that stuff no i had to, I had to learn that on the fly which was fun but but a lot actually yeah way yeah. more than i anticipated like it's a big learning curve yeah, yeah for sure yeah for sure that's cool so what do you feel like why did you feel drawn to make that podcast like what do you feel like the message behind it that yeah you really wanted to share so like i think the message for me was i i really like my heart has always wondered since I was a kid, like, I'm a believer in Jesus. So, mm-hmm. like, God, like, what, when you created us, what, why? Mm-hmm. Like, what was, what was your heart for us just in our normal everyday life? Right. Just, and so, like, I was raised in the church, and that's great mm-hmm. and awesome. So thankful for it. You know, Christian family, Christian friends growing up, all that stuff. But I, I, I was always one, I always felt like it was, or it could be, it was this thing that we do, like we go to church and we have these moments where we're meeting with God and these things that we do with Him, but it didn't really affect here and now so mm. much. I didn't feel like it was for me at least. And so a lot of my journey in, as an adult and just actually in life, even before I was an adult, is trying to figure out what does it mean to truly be human? Like right. when God created us, what does it mean? So um, that's the heart behind the podcast is to figure that out together. Mm. And so all the episodes are around things that are actually... That can actually impact you right here and now, and the guests like we talk about things that are real. Right. So I don't know that that's kind of the heart behind it. That's the cool. message is, Jesus. What did you have for us in everyday life? I feel. I guess that's that's so true. That's something that I think is often not really like fully explored or, yeah. or, or thought about. And yeah. It, I mean, it's a tough question to really answer. Right? It so. is. Yeah. And like I mean, there's even even things that I would experience like, man, Jesus, you healed people, or, and that's part of everyday life too. But like, wouldn't it be amazing if I could? discover what it meant to be an amazing dad you know like those kind of what does it look like to to love right here right now right i don't know just those kind of things just really inspire me that's so cool yeah so why do you feel like that message specifically is so important for people to hear yeah i got a ton of friends and and people that i've lived life with and and i 
I feel like that's the question we're all wondering hmm. when we get down to it, is like what I mean even people all the time what does it mean to, what's the purpose of life hmm. you know what right and for me I found that in my relationship with God and and so I feel like those are questions that people have been asking and are are asking and so I want to give a place for people to at least explore at least have some sort of answer or maybe hmm. this could be what it's like or you know just kind yeah. of a place where we can figure out together that's so cool thanks man yeah I love it it's been really great so when you when you think about sharing that message, do you think like like in terms of platforms that you could put it on? Yeah. Do you think podcasting is like the best platform to be doing that? Like why did you choose podcasting yeah. as opposed to making YouTube videos right. or writing blog posts or things like that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, that's kind of some of the research I did beforehand. I was just hmm. trying to figure out. I don't think that it's necessarily the best. I don't. I wouldn't say that there's a medium that's the best or the right. worst. I, I felt like podcasting for me was the best. This okay. is the best choice for me to the best outlet for who I am, my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I know my way around microphones, mixing those kind of things. So it just felt like a natural thing. Whereas video that was like, I tried, tr- I did one, I-, I recorded an interview with a video and it was just like, it worked, but man, it was just, I was weighing over my head. Right. right? So podcasting felt like a natural fit for me. And I, and I love that, um, like, I, I enjoy writing, but I, mm. I, I, I'm finding that part of the doing a first season was figuring out, is this a good fit for me? Mm. And I really enjoy it. Like, I enjoy the talking. I'm finding when I'm explaining or just saying things, I'm even discovering things as I'm talking about right. it, right? And so, I don't know. I just, it felt like a fit for me. So, mm. there's, I wouldn't say there's a best way to do it or a worse way. It's just mm. the best way for me. That's so cool. Yeah. So, do you feel like by, like, through your podcast, do you feel like you've done a, uh, like an accurate job of sharing that message that you want to share or, or facilitating that yeah. kind of discussion? That's a great question, John. I, I, I think, yeah, I think so. I, I think, I mean, there's always things to improve and ways we can do it better. But I think for the first try, a lot of that first season was just me trying to, to get reps, hmm. you know, like just to get used to it, to, yeah. to understand the rhythm of it and, and those kind of things. And so that was kind of my goal for the first season, and I think we did. Actually, we were able to communicate cool. those things in mm-hmm. a really simple way. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like that message has sort of? I mean, I know you've only done one season right. in podcasting, but do you right. feel like that message has evolved or, or changed, or like mm. the way you've been looking at it or, or mm, perceiving yeah. things has changed since you've been releasing episodes? Yeah, that's good. That's a great question too. Um, you know, I, I I would say what has evolved. I think what has evolved when when I started, I was kind of like I don't know if this is really going to land with people. Like, are people hmm. really wondering this stuff? You know, I knew my friends and, and family. I knew these close people in my life. I knew that people were wondering, having these same questions. But I wasn't sure if it would land with a broader kind of audience. And right, I think what was what has evolved the most is me realizing actually, yeah, people really want to have a place to explore these questions hmm. and to and to hear about it. So. Um, I don't know if that answers your question yeah. or not, but I think that's what's evolved the most for me is realizing, yeah, this is really important. So and the sort of impact that you can have. With yeah. That. So I don't know if the message has necessarily evolved. I think it's one of the things that I discovered in the process was bringing people into the creative, like my, I have a kind of a, a team of, a uh, team's not the wrong, this is kind of the wrong word, but there's like a core kind of sounding board that I have right. where I'm chatting through ideas for episodes um, you know, talking through, hey, this is what I'm trying to communicate. Hmm. Here's the way I'm trying to communicate. Does that make sense? And so anyways, we're, we're together. They're helping me like hone in the message even more. So I found, 
I was doing the first few episodes alone, just like this, I'm going to go for it. And then I'd bring people in and the message got clearer and better with that kind of collaboration. Um, so that's definitely evolved as well. The, the, the pot, like the episodes themselves evolve Hmm. when I bring other people in. Right. Yeah. And it's just a broader way of looking at things. That's great. Yeah. 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 I know. I mean, I I think that's, that's kind of, good in a sense too that your core message has sort of stayed the same throughout right that that, mm. that itself yeah. hasn't changed but the way you've been you, you've found better ways to help explain it or better ways to yeah to sort of evolve yeah I think, that. yeah I, I think thanks john yeah i think so that's cool yeah, yeah thanks so what's something can you have an example of something that you're like really proud of that you've some mm. some content that you've released or yeah. maybe, maybe an episode or a part of your your podcast that you are like yes this is exactly the kind of thing that i was trying right. to do and like I'm, right. I'm really proud of this moment yeah Honestly, I'm I, I'm proud of a lot. I'm proud like doing the whole season. I'm, I feel really proud that I was able to do a, a substantial amount. But one one thing that I'm really proud of is I did an interview with uh, Sarah Bessie, who's one of my friends here, and hmm. and uh, she's an author. And it was just it was a really great conversation. It was my first interview, cool. and what I felt proud of was like um, I walked away feeling inspired myself right. and feeling like, whoa, like we pulled this off. Like that's mm. actually, this is a, this is helpful content yeah. that we're providing that's for awesome. people. So that felt really good. And that was the one I, I videoed. So it oh, just, okay. the whole thing was like, okay, even though this is crazy and a, and a lot, if I wanted to video more, I could do it. So right. this kind of sense of like, um, empowerment, confidence and yeah. things. And yeah, actually I listened to that episode as well. And I oh. really liked the, like, I, I I thought it was really cool. Like I like the dynamic that you have. Yeah. Like, I thought it was really well done. Oh, so thank you, John. I appreciate that, that man. Yeah. That's, that's great. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so like on the on the flip side of that, is there anything that like if you could go back and you could yeah. change any of your episodes or you could change mm-hmm. the way you did this or the way you did that, is there anything that you would change specifically or? Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> speaking of that episode, like like I said, I know my way around audio stuff mm-hmm. a little bit better. So I borrowed my friend's really nice camera. It was it's like my buddy Nelson and uh he like helped me set it up he's like here's how to do it it's gonna look great cool. and so he's like you know have a bit he just t- told me all the stuff to make it look professional so mm-hmm. I'm at my house the night before dialing it all in like practicing with me and my wife in front of the camera and like you know just doing a few demo kind mm-hmm. of things or whatever practice runs and so anyways I get to her house and I I set it all up for the interview and it's looking great I think it's looking great in the little yeah, the thing is, like, uh, two right, inches wide, screen to, yeah, <laughs> right? And yeah. so it's looking good. And uh, we, uh, so I, I record the whole interview. It's, like, two hours of footage. Mm-hmm. And I get back, and I plug it into my computer. I pull it up. Um, and the foreground, where we are, is completely blurry. Oh, the background no. is in focus. So I was trying to get this, like, blur effect so yeah. it looks kind of professional. And I completely, <laughs> like, I had the wrong thing in focus. So I was, like, texting my video friends, like, how do I... Is there any way to fix this? And so, anyways, I think what I would change is, is uh, I don't know, spending more time with the video or something. I don't know, bringing in a buddy to help me set right. it up or something like that. But, you know, just the little things like that, the technical side, yeah. really, uh, I mean, even some of the audio things that I was to- tweaking with um, throughout the process, just dialing things in a bit mm-hmm. more, I think I, that's what I would, I would change. Just because I feel like if you can eliminate distractions from people like you don't want a barrier mm-hmm. for someone to listen and enjoy so like i've listened to some podcasts and the the s's keep peaking so you get this static right. like this and it's like man this just i i like what you're talking about but i i almost don't trust it now because it's not 
professional right, sounding. Right. And so I think just some of those things like the, the video blur, or even other audio issues I had, that's what mm-hmm. I would change. Cool. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, that's the encouraging thing is that stuff that you learn from it. Yeah. When you make 100%. future episodes, it's, you know, you know how to video it properly 100%. or you know how to do the audio yeah. properly. So there's a guy, he, there's a guy I actually interviewed, Ken Helser. He said, I've learned far for, far more from my failures than I ever have from any of my successes. Hmm, I like that. So I think that, that mindset's so helpful when, yeah. you, when you're doing something for the first time, right? Yeah, like, it's all about what you can learn from. Yeah, I mean, I think you can learn from both, right? You can, you know, you learn just as well from, oh, okay, this is what I did wrong. 100%. You know, next time I'm going to do it this way instead, right? Or yeah. I'm going to try it this way or I'm going to, you know, you figure stuff out like that. Yeah, That's so for cool. sure. I love that. So going forward with your podcast, what are sort of your biggest goals that you want to do? Yeah. I think my biggest goals are, are to, I mean, the heart of the message still just inspires me so much. So mm. just, um, and helping people discover that, that they can live a beautiful life with God, you know, just, um, that there is a life available. That's so amazing. So that's kind of the, keeping that the main message, but you know, one of my, my goals is to, this year, I was just thinking about it is maybe I'll do like a, just a one hour or a 30 minute, like little more intensive kind of hmm. webinar is the wrong word. I don't know what really know what you would call it, but just like something like that, where we can dive into a topic a bit more and have more of a communal experience. Cause I think, um, what I learned in that realizing, like, as I'm talking with people, this collaboration piece, we can go farther together mm-hmm. than we can alone. Right. And so giving people space to do those kind of things. So, um, I mean, one of the things we're, we're starting for season two is creating an online kind of fan. We're calling it the family room. Okay. So where people can, we'll have a question about the, the, that ties into whatever episode we're talking about. And the idea is that in that family room, we'll be able to talk together because Mm. I, I'm in the podcast, I'm sharing from my experience, Mm -hmm. but people have questions about things and or people will have a different experience. They're like, actually, I'm not sure that that's true. Or you, you, there's there's right. just this kind of family aspect that I think can really help us move forward in these right. things. So um, I think figuring out a way for us to engage more with one another is mm. a big thing that I would like to to figure out how to do in the future. Right. So those are some of the ideas I have right now. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to try the family room this cool. year in season two and then see how that goes. So Yeah, I think that's a lot. I mean, I think that's one of the... I guess flaws of um, podcasting is that it's very one-sided. Yes, exactly. Very, right? Like you have the opinions of one person yep. or a couple people who are maybe in the episode, but you don't get that broader discussion. No, you now. don't, and and that's fine. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's helpful, but I think that's some, one of the things I found that was missing the most. Right. In season when I was doing this first season, it's like this is great, and people can like post on Instagram posts and stuff, but mm-hmm. we can't really dive deeper. Unless we do it, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. so we got to kind of open up the discussion. Yeah, to, we yeah. have to find a way to create space for that. Hmm. That's so cool. Thanks, John. I like that. Um, so yeah, just I mean, one more question around the message, and then we'll get into yeah. a few other questions here. But um, what's some like advice that you would give to somebody who feels like they have a message that they really want to share, hmm. but they just don't know exactly how to get it out there? Yeah, oh, that's a good question. I think. Um, my, my main advice is just try, hmm. just try. You never know how it's going to land, you know, but for sure, if you don't try, no one's ever going to hear your message. Right. If you don't put it out there, no one's going to know. Yeah. Um, like you can be guaranteed of that. Now you, you might try something and it might suck and fail and, and that's fine, but at least you tried. Like, mm. I, I think one of the things that, that I love about God is like, he, 
what I've discovered, he's just so pleased when we, when we identify our desires and move towards them. Hmm. And, and so it doesn't matter if it comes out perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's taking steps to like, you know what, this is, pa- I'm passionate about this. I'm going to, I need to, I need to let this be heard. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that, that'd be my advice is just, if you have a dream or you have something that, that you feel is worthy of sharing, like share it, like we need mm-hmm. it, right. We need one another. And, and even if you don't, ins- you inspire 10 people with it, like that's great. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would- I definitely agree with that. I think like often we, we look too much on like the, the big picture and the mm-hmm. numbers and you know, I mean how many followers and how, exactly. how many people can this message. How many reach, likes but, do we get? How many yeah. Yeah. But even if it can like, you know, affect the life of one person, it's yes. it's a good message. Right? Exactly, bro. So what have been some of your favorite things about the whole process? Yeah. I love I love the uh, the ability to say exactly what I want to say. Hmm. So it's a lot like writing and that with writing, like cause how I do the process is I'll I'll take like, uh, normally it takes me about two hours or so to kind of just hone in on the content of what I'm going to share. So just bullet points of things. Right. And so what I love in that process is being able to try at least to figure out how to articulate exactly what I mean. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Cause I don't know it for me, at least it's not natural to be able to explain. I don't think it is really for any of us to explain what's going on in our heart. Right. I mean, what we're experiencing with God, like, man, I just feel so loved by God today hmm. is that's simple and beautiful, but we there's a way to say that that's deeper, that captures what's actually happening in a deeper way. And so I love the space that it's given me to, it's almost like processing for me as well, processing mm. the, my journey, my life with God. And so um, I really like that. And, and I love the the technical audio aspect. Like I really like, you know, editing things and making it sound like a nice mix and, mm. and those kind of things. and That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, I guess the freedom to sort of create what you want to create yeah. with, with your vision. And, exactly, and the, man. That's yeah. exactly it. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your, like, what are some challenges that you faced in doing this that you didn't necessarily expect yeah. going into it that you're going to have to do deal with? Yeah. And how did you overcome those? Yeah, I mean, the biggest challenge for me is time. Like, where mm. am I going to find the time to do this? Right. Um, and so... You know, me and my wife, my wife's so great. She's been such a, like, just supported me so much in the process, making space for me to do it and encouraging me and stuff like that. So, um, I love you, Amber, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, But, like, the thing is, that was the biggest challenge for me. So, what we did is we just tried to figure out our family calendar to accommodate it. Like, Mm -hmm. is this doable? Like, I started, the way I started was, okay, I'm going to prep the podcasts on Friday night and then record it Tuesday cool. and edit it. So that's how I started. I was like, I can't, it was just so split and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. anyways, we worked it out to where Friday was my podcast day. I'm going to okay. prep it in the morning, hang out with the kids in the afternoon, put them to bed after dinner or mm-hmm. like at bedtime and then go record and edit. So it was a long day, Yeah, but it was contained. I didn't feel like it was spread out. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so that was that was the biggest challenge for sure. I mean, there's little technical things that you can learn, but mm-hmm. that was the one like the the consistency every because I was doing right. a weekly podcast or I am so the consistency of okay, I'm, I got to put the effort in here and and try yeah over and over again um, or show up. I guess try is the wrong word. Just show up mm-hmm. over and over, be present and and put my heart into it. Um, yeah, hmm. that's so cool. Yeah, I guess I mean that's you know that's 
that's interesting because it is definitely a challenge. I think a lot of people face with with anything that you want to do yep. that you're trying to do, right? That you often don't think about is you just need to make the time for it and you need to be yeah. able to consistently do it, right? So. Well, I heard this. I don't. I can't remember her name. But I was listening to a podcast. I don't even know what the podcast was called. This is like before I kind of launched my hmm. first season, and and the term she used was fringe hours. Find the fringe hours to to do things, and so right. I think that's it. Is like we can often wait until there's time to do what we love right and not to the i'm not condoning like being a workaholic and just go 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 mm-hmm. go and like no absolutely we need rhythms and and like space and time and margin and all those things but if we never start we're never going to start yeah and so yeah. anyways yeah i could go on about that but that's yeah. kind of the no that's interesting that's true right you just kind of have to show up and do it right and yeah figure it that's out that's exactly you want, yeah. it mm-hmm. and my my friend, uh, I don't know if you remember in the, the, that interview with Sarah Bessie, but mm-hmm. one of the things she, one of the things she said is she was writing a book in the in the context of being a mom and having kids, and mm-hmm. and so she was sharing about how she was, I think she had her laptop, her one baby's on the bathtub, one's on the toilet, and she's writing a book, mm-hmm. and like that's, <laughs> I don't know, I always thought like you know these authors and these people who are doing this, they have all this time and they've got offices that mm-hmm. they're going and you know spending, and some of them might. But I think for a lot of us who are starting a dream and, and uh, putting in work for a dream, really, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. It looks yeah. like me at my lunch break, jotting down thoughts, right. you know, like those kind of things. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about like how you would Friday mornings, you'd sort of write out and plan out your episodes. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Like what, what kind of process? Yeah. You, how do you do that? Yeah. So when I started, I would just kind of, I had a, I had a huge master list of all these things that I'd want to talk about. Okay topics and stuff like that so when I started I would just kind of go through look through and, and like praying like god what what's something that we can share this week and hmm. and pick something and then I found that I was every week there was a lot of um I felt a lot of anxiety because I, I didn't have a plan like right. it was just kind of like showing up Friday what are we going to talk about I'm not sure and so then it, then I started doing series so like I'm going to do a series on self-care I'm going to do a series on this and then it gives you more context to it makes basically eliminates decision fatigue and mm. takes away one decision you know the the general topic you're going to talk about now let's break it down mm-hmm. so the way i do it is i'll look at my list okay and we're this week we're going to talk about um i don't know you know valuing your let's just i, I didn't do an episode on this but like valuing your spouse or something like mm. that yeah and then so we got that topic okay god let's focus in together here. I mean, he's, he's so good, but like, let's, let's, what, what in this are we going to share this hmm. week? And then kind of just go through the thoughts that I have. Um, one of the things I'll do is, is at the start, like I have just my piece of paper or whatever. And I, I always write longhand cause I, I just, I don't know, typing, I, I can't quite think as well, but, mm-hmm. um, so I'll write the main ingredients that I want to be in the, in the episode, the things that you like with a pizza, you need dough, sauce, and cheese, right? You can add other toppings and fill it out. But, like, what are the, the, the main ingredients that we need here? So that's how I'll start each mm. episode is what are the main ingredients I want to be in this episode? How are we going to communicate those ingredients and what can we add in? Cool. I like that analogy. That's yeah. So cool. Huh. Yeah. That's, I guess, yeah, it's, it's sort of you. So you kind of start with your point that it's like this is the part that for sure I want to yes. touch on. This is if I don't, you know, if I don't talk about anything else, that these are exactly. the things that I want to touch on. And then yeah. here's the things that I can get to as well. Right? Yes. Yeah. So honing in on the... I like to work, use the word chiseling. So hmm. chisel, chisel down to like, cause these topics are huge. Some of these things yeah. that we could discuss, like, you know, the love of God is a huge topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. What am I going to chisel out 
in this huge rock of mm-hmm. the love of God and be able to communicate. That's so this simple. is my little piece that I'm going to talk about, right? Hmm. I like that. Um, so I got a, a couple of other questions about the, I guess, the content yeah. that I did and, and everything there. Um, so especially, like, I don't know, one thing I've been thinking about a bit um, is sort of positive content and negative content, okay. right? Yeah. And I know, like, in, in the world, there's a lot of, of positive news that you hear and there's a lot of negative news that you hear. Right. And how do you kind of find the balance between those in the content that you create, right? Do you feel like you can focus yeah. maybe too much on the positive and then you're sort of ignoring the negative stuff? Mm. Do you feel like you're focusing too much on the negative sometimes and right. you're ignoring some of the great stuff that's going on? Like, right. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think you're right in that I think our culture feels this tug, this like mm-hmm. tug of war between these two things and hearing bad news all the time on the news and then, I don't know, there's over positive. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, the benefit of, of the approach we've taken is that it is about everyday life. And so everyday life is full of ups and downs. Hmm. So I didn't feel necessarily that kind of thing so much because whenever you talk about something, you have to talk about the deeper heart issues. And mm-hmm. so inevitably that brings up maybe some things that are a bit mm, less easy to talk about. I don't know for mm-hmm. me as well, like being op- opening up and sharing my experience and journey. And um, But you know, one of the things that I, I really love about God is, like the good news of Jesus, like his love, what he did for us, like it is positive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fine to like, I would way rather err on the side of the goodness of God as opposed to all the problems in the world. Cause right. I think at least for me, that's where I'm living. I'm mm-hmm. living from this place of man, like, you know, we went through some tough stuff, but God, you're so faithful. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's kind of, where the the side that I would err on is over positive, one hundred percent. Right, but not on the not on the place of like fake and and like mm. <laughs> happy and yeah, like yeah. that kind of fakeness. Just honesty, right? Because that's my experience. My my journey is there is a lot of crap that happens in life, mm-hmm. but my reference point for reality is here. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this the faithfulness of God in my normal life, and yeah. So right. So it's sort of you you acknowledge that. Negative stuff has happened, yeah. that it will happen. Yeah. But also that you're going to get through it. Yes. You know, yeah. Right. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Because otherwise, what do we have? Otherwise, we can just hone in on, you know, there's so much injustice in the world and there's so much, mm-hmm. all this. And that's true. Mm-hmm. But is that is that where we get to live? You know, is that right. where is that where God, or, you know, like if you're a believer, yeah, is that what God wants you to be mm-hmm. living in this dark, just focusing on the darkness? Or... Yes, this is very true. However, right, this is what I'm going to do in the process. You know, yeah. And so, yeah, I've always felt that too. I've felt sometimes you I mean you can focus too much on the negativity, and it's like, well, that sucks. But you yeah, know, what am I supposed to do about it, right? Yeah. Or you can focus too much on the positivity and be like, okay, like that's that's great, but you know, I also sometimes this happens, and how do I deal with that? Yeah. I can't always just be happy, right? Exactly. So I, I definitely get that. And I I heard a, the speaker say that humanity we have the gift to become what we behold Hmm. and so if we're beholding negativity and injustice and the darkness and the problems and and this is all we're beholding that's what it's filling our minds and our hearts so if we're living in this place our internal life is focused on this is an impossible Hmm. situation we're never going to get through it or we can become and remain hopeful and want justice and but not from a place of anger and darkness but mm. from a place of love right and so both are important we need to mm-hmm. not we're not shutting our eyes and blinding our eyes to the problems but mm-hmm. we're not 
blinding our eyes at this, on the other side from the redemption. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's so valuable. I love that. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah, it's really good. So I'm curious to hear your opinions, too, on... Because um, I know how, like, you know, especially with social media and with different platforms, like, it's so easy to create content, mm-hmm. um, which I think it can be a really great thing, but sometimes it can be a bad thing, too. Do you ever feel like, you know, maybe sometimes it's it's harder to get, you know, your your message across right. when there's so much content that people could find and so many different, right. different messages and opinions that people could be hearing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. I, th- I think... Um, I think for me, if I, if I do what I do because people are listening, um, only like only if enough people listen or whatever, mm-hmm. then I've lost the heart of it. Hmm. Right. So for me, like there, there are tons of people probably talking about the very thing that I'm talking about. Right. And that's great. Bless them. Like, mm-hmm. please people listen to that stuff. I think it is. It is. It can be a competitive sphere mm-hmm. internally if you let it be. Like comparing yourself to these other people that, well, I'm way behind where I should be because they have all these followers right. and listeners. And so, I mean, yeah, it's 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 an interesting time to be putting content out. Even even for you know musicians, that's whole the whole thing has changed. Yeah. You know, we could record an album right here with this. You know, yeah. and whereas before you need to spend like 50 grand and take it to a producer and you know mm. do a demo tape and all this stuff whereas now it's it's instant we can right. do it right and so i guess it is it is harder i guess to be discovered because there's so many mm-hmm. but what a beautiful thing that you and i can just chat and do it like yeah. here you know and yeah, who cares sure. if we become these famous podcasters or whatever it's right. just just the fact that we can do it. Yeah, we're, we're we're doing it and we're sharing our hearts, and that's a beautiful thing. And obviously, I think to to steward it well makes sense. You know, you want to mm-hmm. you want to steward your message and put your heart and soul into it, and you know, do it as well as you can. But then you kind of just got to leave it up to you know whatever happens, kind of happens from yeah. Like I mean, I know for me personally, I'm guilty of comparing myself to others. Yeah, like constantly, right? Yeah, and I often forget that it's. You know, it's not about what other people are doing. It's not about how successful or unsuccessful right. other people are. It's just about what I'm doing in my own process, and yeah. that's all that I should be focusing on. In right. Sense, right. And not that, and not that, like wanting to be successful is bad. No. You know, wanting to do it well, and or even to to have people listen to your podcast. That's a good mm-hmm. thing. Of course, anyone who creates art wants it to be heard or seen mm-hmm. or or looked at. Like anyone who's telling you different, they're it's not being honest because. The artistic process is meant to be uh, shared. Hmm. Like that's the heart of it. Is I didn't write a song so that no one could hear it. Right. I wrote hmm. a song because I th- there's something about this that maybe gives language to your mm-hmm. journey. Or th- I painted this because, I, like, what do you see in this? You know, hmm. like it's meant to be shared. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not so much that we're like I'm just doing this for me and like this is it and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's I'm doing this and I love it and hey, check it out. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mm. have to be one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you want other people to appreciate it, but you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyone who's telling you that they don't want it, I don't think is being honest, you know, right. like yeah. it's not because they're like being prideful or you know, self-centered. It's like art is meant to be shared. So I'm just curious about some like I don't know, of, of your own life and your own advice and, mm-hmm. and your own habits and mm-hmm. how you live through that. Um, so what is a, like a, a routine that you do regularly? It could be something you do maybe every day, every week, yeah. every month, every year, whatever, yeah. um, that you feel has really 
benefited your life that you've maybe noticed a change since you've started doing it, mm. that it has, you know, it's, it's really impacted my life in this way or it's right. really done this for me. Right. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I could, I could share a couple, but one, one of my favorites is, uh, lots of my journey with God is I've, I've, I've been able to focus my thoughts and, and, and journal my prayer, like mm-hmm. my prayer life. So just journaling my, whatever I'm saying to God and then writing down whatever I feel he's saying back. Right. Um, that's a routine there. I used to do that like every day hmm. and then I had kids and, oh man, they just yeah. <laughs> throw yeah. Gets busy, yeah. And so my routine, my rhythm now with that is like once a week, Saturday mornings, I just take like however long, however long, like mm-hmm. my wife will wake up with the kids. We, we swap. So Fridays I wake up, Saturday she wakes up okay. with the kids. So I get a morning just to myself and I'll just journal and, and that rhythm is really nice for me because um, at least I know one time a week mm-hmm. I'm going to get this solid time to reflect in my heart and, and talk with, connect with him on a, I mean, he's always here. He's always with me, but connecting on a more intentional and deeper level hmm. where I can actually kind of express some of the things that are going on or here's perspective. So that's one of my favorites. Um, it's just, it, it centers me. It, it reminds me of who he is, who I am, right. you know, that kind of thing, which is just so important in the swirl of parenthood and, and life. Hmm. You know, another, another routine that I, I, like, I, I didn't grow up exercise. I had four brothers, so we were always just playing outside, you know, skateboarding, right. playing fo- football, whatever, basketball. And so I never needed to set a routine for exercise, but once I had kids, like all of that, you're, you're, or at least my, not everybody's experience like this, but my life, your life becomes different, obviously. Yeah. And so I, um, Anyways, ended up setting like a, a workout routine where, or just exercise. It's not like I'm pumping iron or anything. Just exercise, movement, push-ups, hmm. you know, those kind of things. Um, I find it really helps just my mental mental energy, mental health. Hmm. You know, obviously my physical health, but just boosting my energy, helping me sleep better, um, giving me more, more, energy to, more energy to play with the kids, all those things. Like, hmm. uh, that's a big one for me. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, like we were saying earlier, too, about making time for things, right? It's, yes. It's, it's definitely, those are kind of things that you often don't think they're going to be that right. important or have that big of an impact, right. but it's, it is something that, you know, if you can make a time for it, even if it's just an hour or two a day, yeah. right, that it can, it can have a huge impact. In oh, yeah. yeah. I remember my friend Sylvia Friesen, she said, um, I used to work for her at her, at her, she had a, they have, her and her husband have a property, hmm. and, uh. And so I was doing a lot of the lawn care stuff for them. And, and she said, there's nothing in life that doesn't require maintenance. Hmm. I thought about it. I was like, that's actually really true. Like nothing, yeah. nothing just self-sustains. Right. Like unless you put the time and, and care to actually tend to it. Right. You know? Oh, I so like that. health or, you know, our relationships or whatever, your dreams, your job, everything requires care. Mm-hmm. Not that we obsess and like, but yeah, it, everything but. needs attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. That's so true. Yeah. If there's anything that you could share, maybe from this message or just, or from, from this episode or just, you know, some message that you really feel yeah. that you want to share with others right now, what would that be? Yeah. I, when you sent that question over, I was trying to think, you know, what, what would that, that the, my answer to that be? And I think the main thing that I would say right now is that you matter. Hmm. That's a, a phrase that's been swirling around in my heart for a few years. Just remembering, um, that I matter, that mm. you matter, that you're not that we always get our way. That's not what that means. Mm-hmm. But just that in the story of your life, your character matters. Mm. Okay. That, that your dreams, your desires, your hopes, your 
things for your life matter. Mm-hmm. They need to be on the table. When you are planning life, they've got to be there. They've got to at least be on the table. You, your desires at least have to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, not fulfilled, but there. Mm-hmm. So whoever's listening, just just know that, that you matter. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like that's a message that I think everybody at some point in their lives needs to hear at least yeah. once, right? That, yeah. you know, you often forget that, you know, you are valid and you are important and, yeah. you know, it is, it is a good thing to be chasing your, your dreams and your yeah. goals and doing what you want to do. You don't have to necessarily put that on the back yeah. all the time, right? And I think the the fear is if we start valuing ourselves, that we'll stop valuing others. Hmm. But I think what actually happens is when we value ourselves from a healthy place, not from a place of, uh, not, not from a place of like feeling deficient in it. Cause that's often what happens is like when people feel deficient in something, they over me, 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 me. Hmm. And when you can, when you realize that you matter when you're secure here, you're able to extend that value to others in ways that you weren't able to before. That's right. been my experience. Like living from that place doesn't, hasn't made me love others less. It's, it's made me love others more hmm. and care for them more and actually want their dreams to happen more, you know, and valuing yeah. their desire because Instead of having this internal dialogue of, well, what about me? Yeah. It's like I'm secure in that. Like I know that I, that I count, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so you count too. Changes your perception on life in general, I guess. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. You want others to succeed instead of mm-hmm. being like, oh, why are you and not me and all that kind of stuff. Right. Sorry. I have one more question. Yeah, I, know I didn't put this, I didn't send this over oh, to you earlier, but, um, if you had one like takeaway from this, right. Something, you know, maybe physical that people could do or could apply, um, you know, into the next weeks or months or, mm. or years, whatever, um, what would it be? I mean, it could be something like, like you were mentioning about the habits of, of journaling or, right. or, uh, one of the things I would say is, um, cause I'm, I'm in the process of becoming a certified life coach as well. One of the things that I'm discovering is there are simple things that we can do to, uh, just enhance our life. Hmm. So a takeaway would be for you, listener, uh, would be think of five or so, five or ten things that purely give you energy and give you life. Hmm. You know, for me, it's making sure I have enough water in the day, getting a good amount of sleep, playing my guitar. Like these things are just simple things that really just kind of boost my my joy and my energy. So that would be something that you could do when you're, after you're listening to this. What are some things that just purely give me energy and then see how, actually maybe even schedule them at first into your life. Um, they could be social things. They could be with your spouse, could be with friends, or it could just be alone. But whatever it is, uh, value yourself enough to, to do that. If you like this episode or you have any comments or suggestions, you can email me at thementorshipprojectpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that email will also be in the description below. If you want to hear more of Bonner Wolf, you can check out his podcast, The Rhythms of Home.